0: Now, uh, Martin, just looking at uh, some of the uh, stories that you've tracked for us this week, analysts have warned this week that South Africa's Kumba Iron Ore uh, would be the first big iron ore miner to crash out of the global iron ore market.
1: Yeah, this is uh, Liberum Capital analysts in London doing calculations and looking forward into the iron ore situation and coming to the conclusion that the iron ore price in the next 12 months will fall to $35 a ton, and that will put huge Pressure on Kumba Iron Ore because they calculate that the break even uh, of Kumba Iron Ore is $45 a tonne. Now, this is hard on South Africa because previously Librem Capital had indicated that it would be an Australian company, Fortescue, that would be the first casualty. But now they calculate that their break-even is below that of the South African company, and they're forecasting bad times for Kumba Iron Ore, and therefore bad times for Anglo American. In fact, they they advised uh, all their clients to sell off the Anglo American shares, which wasn't a good thing for South Africa. And, and it just shows you how things can change because not long ago, in 2011, I mean, we can remember Kumba Iron Ore was flying high. In fact, they turned you know 6,200 employees out in the Northern Cape there into half millionaires pre-tax they paid out a lot of money uh, in those shareholdings that the staff have and in 2016 we were hoping that there would be a repeat of it and that these workers would actually become full millionaires pre-tax with the next payout but that is not going to happen and it just shows you how things can change and obviously we hope that the iron ore price won't fall to that but you know these warnings come to serve that we should be cutting our costs far lower, and we're not competitive in the global market.
0: I mean, a concern is also growing, uh, Martin, that the low coal price will scuttle the rigid take-or-pay arrangements that Transnet currently has with coal exporters.
1: Yeah, so our coal exporters have got agreements with Transnet. Transnet's borrowed a lot of money internationally—a uh, 37 uh, billion rands worth—to expand the rail and in exchange they say to the coal miners look we've got to have some certainty so let's sign up these agreements if our train arrives you know you must fill it with coal if you don't then we go you still pay us and this is uh, haunting the people of Australia as well you see that this take a pay arrangement that they've got in Australia is uh, put you know a lot of the coal companies are underwater with this so The idea is that, okay, you know, it hurts the miners, but it also hurts Transnet. So, you know, a senior Transnet... uh General Manager, talking in his personal capacity at the Fossil Fuel Foundation, that's uh, Divyesh Kalan, said, you know, perhaps we should come together earlier and decide if the coal price drops, you know, to $45 a ton, let's have something click in so that we can just keep things going so that production still takes place, so that we still rail, so that South Africa and jobs are still benefiting because sometimes you find that, you know, mines will close and then the price of uh, coal will go up again and then you have the stop-start he's calling for some sort of a bridging arrangement that that could be a benefit to the state in terms of uh, transnet also to jobs preserve jobs and of course you know we need uh, th- those coal exports it's it's a very important uh, uh, commodity for us but going through a very bad time and you know he's talking 45 Dollars a ton. If it falls to that, we should really have an alarm bell going, but we saw that it actually fell to 49 tons mm. this week, so it's, it's uh, pretty harsh.
0: And then, uh, city of Johannesburg, interesting story here. Now, there are plans to use uh, uh, the city's own bulk water system to generate its own electricity.
1: Now, this is something that happened in in Portland, Oregon, in the U.S. They pioneered this idea that, you know, municipalities have got water going through pipes, and these pipes uh, have pressure, of course, so this water moves at pressure, and particularly when gravity plays a role, when, you know, gravity is giving you that force of movement of the water that is uh, being supplied to all the people in the municipal area, why not... Capitalize on that and put a turbine in place there and generate your electricity. Well, it, it worked. It's worked very well in, in America. It's, it's expanded to North America and Canada. And now Johannesburg say that they are, are planning to invite tenders now to have the same concept introduced in Johannesburg where you have impipe power, where you just remove a section of pipe and you put in, you know, this uh, proprietary which has a turbine and generator set on it and they believe that in in, in the first step of this they could be generating something like 3 megawatts of power at competitive prices. You know, they feel that they will be able to compete with Eskim uh, and then go up to 10 megawatts and further. And we know that, you know, this water pressure is a big thing. You've got to manage your pressure properly and this could also assist with that sort of uh, pressure management, water pressure management at the same time as generating electricity. We know that the mines as well have been working on this because gravity in the mines, you know, these deep level mines, there's huge power as the water falls down for cooling. You know, you can actually put a pelton wheel in between that and generate electricity to at least pay for the pumping of that water to go back up. So, you know, the crisis in electricity in South Africa has actually got people thinking a lot of innovative minds getting together. And now, you know, Parks Tau of Johannesburg City Council has yet been known that tenders, he's preparing to issue tenders on this, and uh, he has seen all the reference sites, and he's spoken to the National Energy Regulator South Africa, and also the Department of Energy. So it seems like it's fairly well in place.
0: Well, interesting times. Uh, thank you so much, I'm Martin Kremer, Publishing Editor of Engineering News and Mining Weekly, and he'll be back with another edition of At the Coalface, same time next Friday.